All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Tushar Singh. Today is the 23rd of June and here's everything you need to know to start your day. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's US visit dominated headlines overnight as his jam-packed schedule saw him exchange gifts with the Bidens upon arrival at the White House, address a joint session of the US Congress, chair a bilateral meeting between India and the US, and take questions from the press, a rarity. In short, it was day of deals, democracy and diplomacy for the Prime Minister. Democracies matter and democracies deliver. PM Modi said in his address to the US Congress as democracy is one of the shared sacred values of India and the US. The countries also have a shared concern of stability in the Indo-Pacific, that the region should be free of domination, the Prime Minister said, in what is seen as a reference to China. It's worth noting here that just days ago, US President Joe Biden called China's Xi Jinping a dictator, though he chose to downplay the remark at a press briefing on Thursday. Talking of the press, Prime Minister Modi took a couple of questions from the media. He spoke at length about how democracy runs through India's veins. When we live in a democracy, there is no question of discrimination, Modi said when asked about the rights of the religious minorities in India. In the meanwhile, while Modi spoke at the US Congress and to the press, India Inc. and US Corp. were busy signing deals involving semiconductors to fighter jets. Sample this. General Electric plans to jointly manufacture Tejas light combat aircraft engines with India's Hindustan Aeronautics. Micron Technology is investing more than $800 million towards a semiconductor plant in Gujarat. Applied Materials plans to invest $400 million to build an engineering center in Bangalore. Separately, two new US consulates will come up in India, in Ahmedabad and in Bangalore. As of recording this podcast, a state dinner in honor of Prime Minister Modi was underway at the White House. More than 400 guests have invited, including Mukesh Ambani, Nikhil Kamath and Anand Mahindra from India, and Tim Cook and Satya Nadella from the US. On to some business news now. Baiju's cannot catch a break. Late evening on Thursday, Deloitte resigned as the auditor of EdTech Unicorn, citing delays in submitting financial statements. Baiju's has appointed BDO as its new auditor. Reuters, meanwhile, reported that three board members representing key investors Sequoia Capital, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative and Naspers have resigned, leaving only founder Baiju Ravindran and his family members on the board. A Baiju spokesperson called the news of the resignation entirely speculative. The development come amidst Baiju's escalating legal battle with lenders and plummeting valuations. Accenture has revised lower its guidance for the fiscal ending 31 August in what can be seen as more incoming pain for India's IT firms. The company now expects to grow at 8-9% in FY23 as against 9-10% estimated earlier. That's because of the hit Accenture's consulting business has taken in these times of a slowdown. While India's IT firms aren't that exposed to consulting, a guidance revision by a bellwether is nothing to be scoffed at. On to some microeconomics then. RBI's job to fight against inflation is only half done, according to the minutes of the latest Monetary Policy Committee meeting. The future course of action on repo rate is difficult to arrive at, given the evolving nature of the inflation growth trajectory, Governor Shakti Dansadas said. According to Deputy Governor Michael Patra, 
the MPC needs to be watchful of the pressure points emanating from demand-supply mismatches as they could trigger unfavorable price dynamics. Hence, the monetary policy needs to remain in brace mode, ensuring that the effects of these shocks dissipate without leaving scars on the economy. That's quite a hawkish tone. How will the markets react to it? And will they, given how they're hovering at record highs? My colleague Neeraj Shah has the cues. Neeraj, over to you. Thanks for that, Tushar. Well, the markets did end negatively in yesterday's session. And uh, it's for the first time that we did not see an intraday recovery. Volatility increased as well. VIX was up about 2.2%. Bank Nifty declined. And the first time in the last after after seven sessions that the broader indices declined as well with the mid cap 100 down about a percent and the small cap 100 about three quarters of a percent uh, so a bit of a corrective move let's see if this lasts most technical experts believe that uh, there is some a few hundred points to go before we see a bit of a pullback but not that this seems to be a start of a trend now what could lead to some bit of jitters in today's session? I think IT was giving some bit of holding out and strength in the last few days. Does Do Accenture's numbers and guidance uh, hit the IT space? Maybe so after consistently outperforming the guidance over the last few quarters and achieving closer to the upper end of the guidance in quarter two. Accenture revenues was at the midpoint of the guidance. It's And the performance and the commentary more importantly reflect a challenging demand environment while lowering of the midpoint of the guidance suggests a deterioration than the earlier assumptions as well. In fact, Accenture did highlight that pricing was lower in some of the areas of business after the uptick in the prior five quarters. And one would suspect that the Indian IT peers are expected to face growth challenges as well. Uh, maybe Tushar, you've already spoken about it, but I just thought it was important to highlight that IT stocks, which have gained a little bit in the recent past, might have a bit of an issue. Crude prices tumbled overnight and therefore upstream oil might have an issue too. Now, SEBI has been right at it when it comes to investor protection. And uh, there's some more orders that is coming out uh, uh, on companies. So yesterday we saw uh, for price manipulation an order against a few companies. SEBI's passed an ex parte interim order against Eros International for alleged misstatements in the books of accounts. And SEBI's directed BSE to appoint a forensic auditor to examine books of three companies listed on the exchange as well, which is Thinking Pictures, Media One Global Entertainment, and Spicy Entertainment. Um, the SEBI says Prima Facie acted as conduits in the alleged misrepresentation of funds by Eros. Do watch out for those stocks as well. Uh, some buying that happened in Craftsman Automation, wherein while Streamers and Moodle may have sold 3.78% shares, Goldman Sachs, Asia Equity Portfolio bought five lakh shares. Access Mutual Fund bought about 0.6%. Sockchain bought about 0.3%. Um, Manulife bought about 0.3% as well. Similarly, in delivery, CES Swift Investments sold about 2.52. But Norges Bank um, bought about half a percent. Sockchain bought about a third of a percent. And BNP Paribas Arbitrage bought about 0.21% as well. In brokerage notes, Mankind Pharma has been rated a new ad at Cortex Securities, and Citi said that Vedanta's transfer of general reserves may hurt the ratio. So watch out for these names as well. Lastly, before we just give it back to you, I give it back to you, Tushar. Um, the MPC minutes highlighted a convergence of views towards keeping the policy rate unchanged, even as the near-term inflation expected to moderate. 
members highlighted the need to now align it towards the medium-term target, and that should uh, keep the bit of a lid on optimism around NBFCs as well in the very short term. So bear that in mind. With this, uh, to viewers, have a great Friday. And Tushar, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. This is Tushar for BQ Prime signing off. Have a great day.